everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name is Katherine Kaufman. I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Monday Night Live welcomes Haley, the lucid mystic tonight. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and I am so excited to talk to you tonight because, you know, we've talked before about how important lucid dreaming is on the show, but um, I'd like for somebody else to try to introduce and explain the efficacy and the importance of lucid dreaming. So, Haley, um, can you give us a brief, I want to go into like a brief rundown of all of your anchor accounts where your services can be located because there's going to be people coming on now and joining throughout the show and I want to do it twice so that people can be sure and know where to contact you. Totally. So most of my stuff is on YouTube. That's where you can find all of my links is in the description of my YouTube videos. I'm also very present on Facebook. You can literally just search Haley Lynn or the Lucid Mystic and I'll pop up. I also have a Facebook group where if you're new to lucid dreaming or you just want some support within lucid dreaming, I have a whole community in my group where you can connect with us all. If you're wanting to learn more about Lucid Dreaming or what I do, I definitely recommend checking out my YouTube channel. That's where everything is going to be, along with how to connect with me and contact me. I do have lots of online courses and masterclasses, and those are through Teachable. But again, you can find all of those in my YouTube channel. Link. So YouTube is like the go-to place for everything. Um, if you ever want to reach out to me personally, uh, my email is also on there as well. Um, but that's a good place to get started on your journey and to kind of figure out what I do and what I offer. And then I also have like TikTok, Instagram, if you want little snippets on lucid dreaming and how to do it. But YouTube is like definitely the place for everything and to find out all the different ways to work with me and reach out to Since me. YouTube is the prime place to get started, I've gone ahead and put uh, the YouTube uh, link right here on the screen for you guys. So I would urge you to go to her YouTube channel and like and subscribe. And also start with, if you're new to Lucid Dreaming, start with the beginner's playlist and that would be a really good place to get your feet wet on exactly what lucid dreaming is and how to get started in doing it let's do some shout outs over here for facebook magical monday to melissa begley and her sidekick miss cleo big shout out to bowling green and janice nixon hi to ina thompson good to see you um I'm not sure if any of the other platforms will show shout outs, but if you are listening on any of the podcasts, uh, big shout out to you guys. And if you see and feel generous with the share or um, donate button, go ahead and send us some coffee money. That always helps with paying for all this technology that <laughs> brings well, you some coffee. the show. You know I do. <laughs> it, yeah, that brings you the show. So how did you, where did this all begin, Haley? Like, how did you get interested in lucid dreaming and being a lucid mystic? And what does that mean? And how did this all start? <laughs> 
Great question. It kind of all just happened. I've always been kind of a weird kid. I've always thought I was like some like forest elf, like growing up. I always like <laughs> thought I was an alien of sorts. I'd have really interesting dreams. I was having random out of body experiences growing up. I grew up in very paranormally active households. So that really opened up my eyes when I was little and showed me there's a lot more that I can't physically see with my eyes. My childhood was very, very intense when it comes to the experiences that I that I had. I was always a dreamer, though, um, and always open to all of this. Uh, when I got older, I I didn't grow up in the most positive kind of household. I, I had a lot of trauma growing up, and through school is when I think it got the worst. That's when I really started getting lots of anxiety, um, depression, my self-worth just started to kind of like deteriorate, you know, as you do going through. 12 or 13, would you say, or a little bit older? Yeah, I was about 13 is when it, is when it started. Um, and as time went on, I started to develop a lot of stomach issues, digestive issues, and I'm pretty sure it stemmed from like anxiety and stuff like that. And I, I ended up getting, esophagitis, which is like oh inflammation my. of my esophagus, yeah, that's, um, IBS, that's difficult. ulcers, yeah. yeah, gastritis I also had. Um, and eventually I was in the ER like three to four times a week. I was throwing up blood and it was kind of the, the hand around like, oh, no, we don't know what's wrong with you, but we're going to pass you off to this specialist. Okay, we did testing. We're not sure. How about take this medication, this medication before I knew it? still felt like I did actually worse than when it started. And I was on eight different medications. At this point, I wasn't really practicing lucid dreaming or out-of-body experiences because I was going through, I was, I was a teenager. I was mm. going through school. I was like trying yeah. to survive. It was like yeah. a very hard, hard time for me. And I, I just started calling out like, please, there has to be something out there that can give me an answer because I couldn't work. I was feeling very suicidal. My entire life was taken away from me. Financially, I was, it was just a very hard situation, especially to deal with my health. And because I made that intention, I started having random experiences. Wow. I would get, yeah. Because you put the intention out there. Exactly. And I was open to receiving anything. There has to be a way that I can be healed. Please. Right. Like I was bait. It was like the worst pain I've ever, ever experienced in my life. Yeah. And I started having sleep paralysis experiences. Oh my God. <laughs> little glimpse of lucid dreams and I'd wake up in the middle of the night and half my leg was out of my body like if you guys have ever had an out-of-body experience you can kind of get stuck in your body and you're like what the hell is going on yeah that that started happening to me and after a, a week of this I was like okay there's something trying to connect with me there's some sort of there's something I gotta do with this and I never saw it before but I thought there has this is obviously being shown to me for a reason. Yeah, and this absolutely. reminds me of all the experiences I had when I was little. So maybe I can do something with it. And I made the intention to heal my stomach mm -hmm. in my next lucid dream. It took me about a week to get lucid, but I remember I got lucid on this suburban street. The sun was shining. It was like very, very vivid. And this guy in a white truck parks across the street. And I always describe him like Archangel Michael. He, he looked like Archangel Michael to me. And he came up to me and said, Hey, I'm here to help you heal your stomach. Like you asked for an angel. Very, <laughs> yeah, it was very, I was like, okay, well, who am I to say no at this, at this oh, point? Right. Like, let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah, but it was out of desperation for relief. Totally. Uh -huh. Anything. I would have, anything, even if you could have Which told is me, interesting okay. because when I counsel people in my sessions about working with angels, 
I always tell them, you have to be desperate. There ha- in order for them to show up and really affect change, you have to be begging and pleading and desperate. And certainly you were at that point. Free will. You can't receive help unless you're open to it and you kind of allow it in. And I was to the point where my entire life was being completely taken away from me. Like, yeah. um, And that was at a point where I wasn't connecting with my family. I didn't have any friends. The I was in a, like, from different, getting thrown around through different households because I, I was kicked out of my house and I was 18. And so after that, I was kind of fending for myself. So it was in the midst of, like, all of this drama. And I this probably happened when I was about 15 or 16. So um, right before I actually started moving out. And this, in my dream, this character led me to this healing pool of water, this swimming pool. And he oh, said, if you awesome. spend the rest of your dream in here you're going to feel better. And I didn't really, I was like, okay, pff, I don't really know what that, I didn't know what to expect. This green character just been like, Hey, all, all of the pain you're experiencing in waking life will disappear. If you just like swim around in this pool, that it was like awesome. some random swimming pool in the back of someone's house. In yeah. the dream. Like, yeah. I don't even know. I stayed in that pool saying, thank you for my healing. Thank you for my healing. Cause we're in our subconscious mind. So we can actually make affirmations right then and there. And it goes straight to our subconscious. Yeah. I just said, thank you for my healing. Thank you for my healing until the dream faded. And that was the first day in over six years that I didn't have any pain. And so I decided to see how long I could go without taking my medications. I still haven't taken any of my medications. So I was able to cut cold Turkey from the lucid dream. And since then I've gotten endoscopy and it seems to be cleared up and they're, everyone's confused. I, I told the doctor exactly what happened. And I was so excited. You know what? Like, That's okay. We'll leave them confused. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. There are some questions popping up here. Um, so Laura Day says, hi, my dad has nightmares since my mom passed. I gave him suggestions of when he sees red in the dream that he will realize he's dreaming and be able to influence it. He sees a red bird now, my mom's favorite, but still having problems changing the dream, even though he knows he's dreaming. Any suggestions? So with that, the key to lucid dreaming is awareness. We cannot become aware that we're dreaming if we don't practice awareness, right? For me, I get lucid because I dream that I'm in school four to five times a week. And I'm obviously not in school in waking life. So I train myself to know, okay, the next time I see a school, it must be a dream because school is not a part of my waking life. So I feel like he also needs to do that, but with the color red. It seems like he's already dreaming. He's already having these really powerful dreams. So now he just needs to look at the context of his dreams and start to set up what's called awareness triggers or lucidity triggers. Anytime he sees the color red, in waking life or anything that reminds him of her, he should ask himself, how do I know that I'm awake right now? And he'll start to be, he'll start to create that habit. Red means check if I'm dreaming or whatever he's dreaming about the most. If he thinks about his wife, if he sees a picture of her, he should ask himself if he's dreaming. Whatever you dream about the most, anytime you come in contact with it in waking life, you want to train yourself to ask if this could be a dream because then next time habitually you dream of those things, you're going to habitually ask yourself if you're dreaming and control in the dream all comes down to awareness. The more aware you are, Mm -hmm. the more aware you can be of what's happening. Then when you get that awareness in the dream, you'll be able to kind of take control of it because your awareness is high enough. Sometimes we can slip out of 
lucidity, like, oh, I know I'm dreaming. Okay, I'm in a regular dream again. Oh, and it's because of the lack of awareness, but we can use our waking life to actually practice that and set up these awareness triggers, as I call them. So I hope that that helps. What about people, and I get this a lot from clients because, you know, I think lucid dreaming and out-of-body experiences are very transformative, but there are a lot of clients that will tell me, I don't dream. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that? Everybody dreams. It's a natural part of our biology. We all dream every single night, and we have about five to six REM periods every single night. REM stands for rapid eye movement, and that's the stage of sleep where we dream, we experience sleep paralysis, we lucid dream, and we go into that every 90 minutes. So literally every 90 minutes, you are dreaming. But dream recall is a skill. When I talk to those people, I ask, when was the last time you tried to dream? Because dream, dreaming really is a, a skill again, we're all dreaming. It's a natural part of our biology, but the memory of it is something that we have to build. So if you've been struggling to remember your dreams, the thing that I, I recommend to everybody is to get a dream journal. And a lot of people say, well, Haley, how am I supposed to write down my dreams if I'm not remembering dreams? Like, how am I going to use my dream journal? And the thing to note is getting a dream journal is a memory building tool. It actually helps build your memory over time the more and more you use it. So every single night when you go to sleep, I'd set an intention. Tonight, I'll remember my dreams. I have excellent dream recall. I love that affirmation. It works wonders for me. And as soon as you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, because um, again, when we stimulate our brain, we can that completely takes away our dream recall. So try to wake up slowly and ask, did I remember anything last night? Do you remember who I was, where I was with, what I was mm -hmm. doing? And you can write down anything that you remember from your dreams. If you don't remember anything at all, just write down, I didn't remember any dreams tonight. And that shows your brain it's actually a priority to remember your dreams. And right. more nights that go on, you'll actually start to build your recall naturally. That so way. when you say to your, when you put that intention out there, tonight I'm going to remember my dreams. Isn't that kind of a, kind of a kickstart to the awareness that we were talking about? Absolutely. The way to dream more and to lucid dream is to become more aware of this time, to become more aware of your dreams. So not only is it helping you put the focus on your dreams before you go to bed, but it also helps set the intention. And two to five minutes before you fall asleep, that's when your subconscious mind starts to open. This is why when we're falling asleep, we start to have random thoughts that don't make sense. And it's because our conscious mind is closing and our subconscious mind is opening. So as you're falling asleep, this is the best time to set affirmations, intentions, and to affirm what even what you want to dream of, we can even use this time to almost create some sort of dream incubation period where we can actually influence our regular dreams. Mm -hmm. So setting the intention before you go to sleep and making sure before you get out of bed to write anything in your dream journal, that will completely transform your practice. And in about a week, you're going to start remembering full dreams from that point on. So, and it's after the person is able to remember the dreams What's the next step in trying to interact with lucidity in the dream? So you really want to get really familiar with your dreaming territory. You really want to know what you're dreaming about the most, the kind of the settings that your dreams are in, because if you can study that from your dream journal, the next time that you're in a dream, you're going to be 
more aware of it. You make, oh, this reminds me of a dream that I was just writing about yesterday. Oh, wait, I'm dreaming. And we can become conscious that way. So I would start studying what you're dreaming about the most. And you're going to find something that's called a dream sign. Now, we all have tons of dream signs, but a, a dream sign is basically just a sign that you're dreaming. For example, my biggest dream sign is that I am in school. Four to five times a week, I dream that I'm in high school, I'm in a classroom, I'm in an elementary school, and I have to know that's a dream, right? Because I'm graduated. So anytime that I think of school or I see a school, I have to go into a school for whatever reason in waking life, I check if I'm dreaming. That way, habitually, anytime I dream of a school, the first thing that I think to do is, wait, is this a dream? So I would study what you're dreaming about the most. What do you dream about like even multiple times a week? And anytime you come in contact with that in waking life, train yourself to ask if you could be dreaming and that will help set up the habit to do the same thing the next time that you dream about it. So getting very familiar with your dreaming territory will definitely help you. Um. So Laura has a question on here. I usually attend Catherine's dream analysis and I've told her about my own intense dreams apparently runs in the family. Does that kind of thing run in the family to have really intense or vivid dreams? It definitely can. How how you spend your time in your dream space can absolutely run in the family. One thing also that I've noticed is the same kind of thing was happening to me in my family as well. Um, My brother had lots of night terrors when he was little. And then I started to kind of have similar experiences, not the same, but I realized that it was actually like generational trauma that was being passed down. Um, Because when we're uh, dreaming, that's the time for our brain to consolidate memory, to integrate trauma. So this is where everything comes up in the subconscious mind. So we can actually carry over trauma from, you know, loved ones that show up in our dreams. So it is possible that, um, generally, generationally, you do have stronger dreams because that does run your family, but it also could be a message that hasn't been resolved yet that has been passed down mm-hmm. through your family. So lucid dreaming can open up a whole world of like ancestral work and you're, you're face to face with your inner self. You can really do so much, so much work there. So, right. so I want to try to impart the importance of being able to do lucid dreaming. How I want to you to tell the audience what do you feel like are the most important aspects of how lucid dreaming can help their lives like why should they do it lucid dreaming shows us what we're too scared to admit Um, lucid dreaming can also show us how we've been playing small or something that we haven't completely been able to admit to ourselves lucid dreaming really shows us the world that isn't seen like when we're in the lucid dream we're face to face with our subconscious mind. We can practice skills in the lucid dream and wake up with improved skill. They've been doing this in sports science forever. I was able to physically heal an incurable stomach condition through the lucid dream. I've been able to actually meet my shadow, integrate some trauma, go on the craziest adventures with past loved ones through visitations. So it really gives you an opportunity to live life um, in a different way because you're willing to see deeper. It's like you're making best friends with the parts of yourself that have been denied, suppressed, disowned. And not only are you getting to understand yourself uh, on a deeper level, because you're really connecting to your inner self, but also you gain a better understanding of the world that you live in and how to actually use it. And, And what I really love about the dream world is I always tell people to live like you're lucid dreaming, because 
lucid dreaming shows us that everything is a part of us. Mm -hmm. Every tree, every blade, blade of grass, every person, every raindrop. And that is the same for this waking life. But in the lucid dream, if you were at a coffee shop and someone was a jerk to you in the line, like you wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, what is that person's problem? It's like, you know that it's you because you're lucid dreaming. So you'd be like, hmm, I wonder what that represents to me. Mm -hmm. You would come to that character with love and curiosity because you know they're an extension of you. So one thing I definitely got from lucid dreaming is to live like I am dreaming, see the interconnectedness and in everything and know that everywhere that I look, there will always be a symbol that will allow me to show up differently in my life. So I, I just think it's it shows us the depth of reality and all that we can't see with our, That's awesome. with our eyes. So yeah. Melissa says, my grandmother went to the doctor and he told her she had poor circulation. I had asked her if these dreams ran in the family. Uh, she says that was his medical explanation of why she had such realistic dreams. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. That is interesting that he was able to uh, connect that. That's interesting. That's really interesting. And I and dreams can also show you maybe where, like what we can't see in waking life. I had a client who suffered 15 years of nicotine addiction. And oh. through one lucid dream, he was able to actually talk to his brain and ask how he can actually break the habit of smoking cigarettes that is and it's like great yeah and it's like That's we can crazy. connect to our habits to our fears and actually mm -hmm. communicate with them so i'm not surprised that that showed up as far as a connection with dreams that's that's crazy so laura says i have lots of dreams when i know i'm dreaming but it just feels like an altered state or like i'm in an otherworldly place like i just wake up somewhere on else on the other side is it the other side or is it just a dream that's a really good question and one thing also um to kind of check what reality you're in you can do it's called a reality check if you guys have seen like inception they basically use the spinning top to see if they're dreaming or not yeah but we we aren't guaranteed to have a spinning top every dream we have so i usually try to count my fingers and poke my palm through my hand. If my if my finger goes through my palm, that has to mean that I either have a hole in my hand that shouldn't be there, or <laughs> I am dreaming. <laughs> so if you ever wake up in the out-of-body state or you're not sure if you're awake or not, get in the habit of checking if you're dreaming. Because then, even when you go to sleep and you're in a dream and you're not sure what's happening, you'll go to see if you're dreaming or not, and that will create an effortless lucid dream. So when in doubt, check if you're dreaming, and that will also help you get lucid. When so, you actually are dreaming. But her... Her question is, is it the other side? And often, um, you know, I've talked to clients about the fact that being able to lucid dream is practice for when you die. Because if your awareness is able to navigate that existence, then, you know, actually being dead is, is not going to be such a bummer after all. I love that you said that. It's actually called bardo yoga. It's it's the practice between the death or the bardo means the in-between state. Um, yeah. So between birth and death. So yes, yeah, so lucid dreaming and out-of-body experiences can absolutely be used for that. And it's interesting because when people say, is it the other side? I believe that they're so interconnected. I believe that even the dream world is a part of that 
like reality. Even yeah. when I yeah. have Absolutely. out of body experiences, I'm able to connect to my grandfather's passed away. So they all have to be in, I mean, if you believe in quantum physics, everything coexists within each other. So I definitely believe it was a dream and the other side. At yes, the same time. I agree too. So Barbie wants to know, I sometimes solve problems in my dreams. They are so real. Can you ask questions before you go to sleep to receive answers? You absolutely can. This is one of the things that I talk about in the dream planning process. Not only can we plan the dreams out that we want to have, but we can also plan to meet up with loved ones, have visitations, also ask specific answers and actually receive the answers in our dreams. It's just up to us to be able to decode the symbolism in the dreams. But it's going to be super fun because once you start getting lucid, you can literally call out to the sky, ask a question and hear a booming voice from the sky that is you. So you can absolutely ask questions before you go to sleep. And then once you get lucid, I highly recommend asking questions. Because so because Barbie has had solved problems in her dreams before, uh, one of your courses would be really uh, beneficial for her to take, I think, in furthering this, solving advanced life problems, guiding her life forward and all that. So yeah. Susan says, so what you're saying is if you concentrate enough on, on really what you want to dream about, that it will bring it forward. Yeah, so I definitely recommend having like a dream planning journal. Um, and that's just basically to plan out when I get lucid, I'll do this. Or in my next dream, I'll do this. So it's all about the intention. And then to also further add on to that, when I'm falling asleep, I will imagine being in the dream that I want to have feeling the feelings that I want to have and I will play it out as vividly as I can because your brain can't tell the difference between something you're imagining, something you're dreaming about and something that's actually happening. So you can almost trick your brain into thinking you're actually experiencing that dream and produce those emotions and that will make it much more likely that you have that dream that night. And that's called the mild technique, the mnemonic induced um, lucid dream technique, or you can just use it for regular dreams, but you can absolutely influence them just by putting yourself in the space of that dream before it actually happens. Right. So you're mapping it out kind of. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Susan wants to know how do you repair or I'm, I'm assuming that's prepare before you go to sleep. So, um, if you're just starting in this practice, you really want to set a time, set aside a, like at least an hour before you go to sleep to not be on a lot of technology because blue light can actually interfere with our brain and stimulate our brain. So it can make it harder to go to sleep. So the last hour, at least of wakefulness, I would do yoga. I would write, I would read, I would write down what you want to dream about. You can even meditate just why help wind yourself down because again when you go to bed your bed is a dreaming temple you are literally leaving this reality to enter another state of consciousness so we should initiate ourselves into sleep because dreaming is a sacred sacred practice and sleep is a sacred place so i think we should absolutely find some sort of ritual to help us initiate us into the experience and also plan out the experience you want to have before you go on an adventure you don't just like go out the door you kind of plan out what your adventure is going to be what you're mm -hmm. going to do and i think dreaming should be the same way intention is everything so remember that for sure absolutely i want to now put up um your instagram this is the instagram but also, I want to show this real quick in the stream. This is the Instagram. Let me hide myself for just a minute so you can kind of see what the Instagram page looks like. 
and um, I'll leave the crawler up on the bottom there so that you can go and do a follow to the Instagram page. Uh, and then in here in a little bit, I will put up, uh, she's got courses on, um, what's the teachable, isn't it? If you're talking, I think you're muted. Just want to let you know. Okay, there we go. There so, go. Uh, she has courses on Teachable that I'll put up in just a second so that you can kind of see that. And uh, I want to do a couple of quick shout outs to people that are on here. Big shout out to my buddy Rob Abbott, Laura Day, Yasmin Jadun, and uh, let's see, Melissa Newman. And a special shout out to my favorite person in the whole world, Miss Martha Theobald. <laughs> and Susan Nisi. Uh, so she says, when I was a child, sleep was my form of life. And, feel, yeah. you know, a lot of people, like you said, uh, you had some trauma growing up. And so a lot of people experience that, too. And I'm sure that dreaming was like a natural way to escape some of that. It was my wonderland and it always has been. And I start to create, I become friends with dream characters now that I can actually revisit. So I totally agree with you. Like it's my wonderland. It's my neverland away from home for sure. Mm -hmm. So when people get started with this, like we were saying earlier, in case people are joining now, if you want to get started with this, I'm going to put up the YouTube channel again. Um, Go to the YouTube channel and start with the beginner playlist. Remember that the courses and classes are unteachable. So you can just look, uh, is it under the Lucid Mystic on Teachable? So you'll actually see the links to Teachable in my YouTube description. Awesome. Um, it'd be kind of hard to search through Teachable. So you can find everything in the, yeah, YouTube description. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if somebody is interested in kind of furthering this, what that, what can they expect from taking a course? Like what, do they need special equipment or what all's involved in taking a class? So all you'll need is your dream journal and your bed. It's really, really awesome because you can do this practice anywhere. It all really depends where you're at. Um, a lot of my courses, I have a course called Lucid Dream in 30 Days or Less. This is how to actually go from not even remembering your dreams to being able to induce lucid dreams in 30 days. So I have a lot of um, online classes like that. And then if you're wanting to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, it's all about where you are at and where you want to get to. So what does your dream practice already look like? And what are you trying to use it for? Are you wanting a specific answer? Do you have a physical ailment that you want to heal? So it really does depend on what someone's wanting to use it for. And it's really hard when someone's like, well, what's everything you can use lucid dreaming for? It's like, I have to ask you, what you want to use or how how you want to use it because it's such a diverse limitless practice so when working with me it's all based around where you're at and what you want to experience through this practice or how you want it to actually transform your life and i totally believe in this practice it has never like it ceases to and like there's no there it can there's, do everything there, you know so there's no limit to it because there's no limit exactly. to the mind really exactly so um, that's what it all comes on your to. courses okay. do you have is it just like written content do you have videos that people watch or 
So they're online video courses. So I, I do have a few different ones, but they're all online courses. There is an overview of each class as, as well. So there is like a full text guide of each class as well. That way you can still study on the side. But yeah, it's all online content that you can come back to at any time. Okay, let's see. And you do have Facebook groups, but um, I couldn't add it to the items for tonight. So let's talk a little bit about the Facebook group and what's the name of the page? Yeah, so my Facebook group is called Haley Lynn's Lucid Dream Team, and it's basically a community lucid dreaming group where people can post their questions, they can sh share their wins, they can, you know, talk about their dreaming experiences, and it's just basically a way to connect with other inspired dreamers to help kind of grow your practice and to create more lucidity in your life and other lives as well. It's like having a dream family, you know? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you recommend that people use a dream journal? Absolutely. Every, everybody. <laughs> Is there a particular everybody. one that you like over other ones? Like, do you have a recommended reading list for dream recall or dream dictionary that you like? I actually do not. The main thing with dream journaling is just to make sure that you, use, I think the main thing is making sure that someone like uses it consistently. As long as I don't even care what notebook I use because I go through them so quickly. So as long as I can use one. Um, but I do want to say if you guys are looking into um, like lucid dreaming books, Charlie Morley is like the best person to read from. So I would definitely look into Charlie Morley's books. He has a lot of like beginners books, but as far as dream journals, as long as you're writing your dreams every single day, that's the most important thing. I will actually be coming out with a custom lucid dreaming journal um, that will allow you to not only build your dream recall nat naturally, but also use it to get lucid. So that's coming soon. But as long as well, you're writing them down, <laughs> most important thing. <laughs> Hopefully, um, when you get to that point, let me know and we'll have you back on the show to give an update and to talk about what kind of advances that you've been into or are working on at the time. So totally. that gives us a good opportunity to go into and discuss what your plans are for the future and what we as clients can become involved in. Like, what are your plans and where are we going and how can we tag along? <laughs> awesome questions. So the biggest thing is YouTube is really where my biggest focus is. So you guys are always welcome to come hang out in the community. I stream every Monday at like 8 p.m. on on Mondays, uh, except today. Today's going to be a little earlier, but it's just a way to kind of connect with me, ask questions. Mondays are basically me being like a lucid dream coach in your pocket. So you can come with all of your questions. So my my one of my goals is to grow my YouTube channel. We're actually about to hit 10,000 subscribers in like a day or two. So I am having like a live stream party slash giveaway for that on the 27th at uh, 5 p.m. on my channel if there's anyone that wants to join for that. But my, my biggest goal is to get people excited to dream again, get people excited to dream big and to actually start creating their dreams in their waking life. And any way that I can get that information out, I'm going to do it because I'm working on a book right now, the custom dream journal. I hope to do some public speaking uh, within the next couple of years. I plan awesome. to do like in-person lucid dream retreats. So just connection and community is really what I'm Well, this sounds I'm really, for. I'm excited. Now you're, yeah. you're on mountain time, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for those of my clients that are on here, 
when she says 8 p.m., it's mountain time. And I think that that's 8, 9, 10. You're three hours behind. So that would be 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I think. So Yeah, Eastern is two hours ahead of me. Two, so that would be 10 yeah. o'clock. That'd be yeah. 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. Eastern Standard Time. Um, yep. So if you want to tune in to the live stream... It's tonight, 10 p.m. our time. <laughs> so It's actually going to be in like 20 minutes today. Today's uh, the only day it's going to be earlier. I'm actually going to the salt caves later. So 6 p.m. mountain today, then the rest of the time at uh, 8 p.m. Just want right. to clarify. We'll, so we'll no let one's you waiting. <laughs> get prepared for your live stream. And one more question before we go. Um, so Martha wants to know, what about my consistent dreams of Lewis and Elvira? So Martha has consistent dreams of her mom and dad that have passed away mm -hmm. almost every night. What what is that all about? Like what would is there something she needs to do with that or are they just visitations? So it could be just visitations. I'd also look at like the overall dream. Like, is it like a recurring dream? Is this, is it, does it have the same kind of feeling or is there like different messages coming through? So I would look at if it's like the same dream replaying or if they're just showing up over and over in your dreams. What I would do is start to connect with them energetically before you fall asleep. So you, again, you can use this time to ask questions um, or show me what I need to see. You can say something like that to kind of initiate an invitation to show up in your dreams. Um, and then I also recommend if, if you can, um, starting to create awareness checks around them. So anytime you hear about them, you see their name, you think about them, just ask yourself if you could be dreaming and just count your fingers really quick. And if you create that habit, the next time you dream of them, you will automatically go to count your fingers to see if you're dreaming and you'll realize that you are dreaming. And then you can ask them questions face to face. You can hug them. You can go on adventures with them. So the ultimate goal when it comes to this is to get lucid so we can make the most of these experiences, but you can still connect to them outside of dreams. So maybe again, see if the dreams are just reoccurring because there might be one specific message, but if it's just, they're showing up in your dreams over and over, they might just want to sit down with you and have a conversation with you. So try asking some questions as you're falling asleep. And then if you can set up awareness triggers and get lucid, then you can be with them just like real life. And that will be an amazing experience. So amazing. I would love to. Well, it, it's been an amazing experience having you on the show. Thank you so much for yeah. taking the time out of Thank your busy you. schedule to do this. Let's stay yeah. in touch and keep me updated on everything you're doing so I can share it with my audience. And um, we will see you in a little bit on your live. Sounds day. good. Thanks again. It's been awesome. All right. Much Bye, Haley. Bye. Okay, that's it, girl.